The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. Joining us every second Thursday at this time on 680 CJOB. Uh, doctor, do you actually have a couch in your office? <laughs> That's a great question, actually, a very timely question. I just recently switched office spaces. And my new office actually has room for a couch for the first time in my career. And I just recently, can I name the name of a furniture store on your show? Sure, why not? Uh, I walked over to Ashley Furniture, which is near my new office space, and uh, picked up my first ever psychiatrist couch. All right. Do you have, I, had a little, I had a little moment with myself. Is it a big one? Because, I have a bigger question. Hang on. We'd like oh, to God, park. Here we go. We'd have, we want to park Julie on that couch for a little while. No, is that okay? I don't need a very big couch. I'm not even five feet tall. I don't need a big couch. I just need a love seat. Uh, what? You, you something you want to share? You're a problem? I have no. I, I have nothing. I, I just want to know if he has a plant in his office. Oh, okay. Um, just go absolutely. with this. Go with this, Simon. Just go with it. I, there's too, too many places to go with this, actually. So, But yes, I have a couch, and I also have a small other seat, comfy seat, so, uh, so the uh, people that come to see me can be comfortable. Do you have a plant? I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. And, and of course, a couple plants. Uh, the bigger, the better. Okay. Um, do you name the plants? Do your plants have a name? Um, I haven't gone Rocky Horror Picture Show on this yet. So, no, we haven't uh, haven't named any plants. She names her plants. Why? She names her plants. She's got Wilma. Oh, that's where this is going. Yeah, she's got Wilma and Betty and Bam Bam. No, I don't have Betty. Pebbles. I don't. I have and... Wilma and Pebbles. Fred. Sadly, is no longer with us. Um, oh, no. Got a Killed new tree. Fred. No, uh, we got a new tree, and her name is Yoko. And the cherry tree in the backyard, his name is Romeo. Um, and so we asked people about this because Richard thinks I'm weird. And there's tons of people texting in saying plants of personality, uh, likes and dislikes. My mom talked well, okay. to hers. I talked to okay, mine. Okay, well, well you, you asked me if I've named my plants. I haven't yet. But but I'll be honest with you, the things that bring us joy, we start relationships with. And we start relationships with somebody that brings us joy, we want to name them. So whether it's your boat, your car, your front lawn, or your plant, name what you want, and it creates a relationship and it makes you feel good. Nothing wrong with that. There you go. Congratulations, Julie. Thank you very much. Good stuff. I have been validated. Good stuff. Have I, have I, have I shrunk something? Cut the tape. That's good. Yeah, no, exactly. no. You you validated her, and you're a better <laughs> man than I am, Doctor Treppel. And you invalidated him, which is great. We all so well, we all do this, that. whether Richard knows it or not. When he when he's sort of rooting for his favorite team, he's doing the same kind of thing. That's true. That's that's very true. All right, let's okay. let's help some people here. You've obviously sure. helped our relationship here. And, uh, you know, we can name anything we want. But this is a day where uh, all our shows have touched on the issue of of addiction. And I think for parents, one of the worst feelings that you can have, you can be the best parent in the world. And then you find out that somehow your child has gone on a different path, be it alcohol, be it drugs, be it something and, yeah. and and help video us video games help but video games are different I, I i think alcohol and drugs but drugs in particular when that happens in a family it can tear a family apart you've seen this you've dealt with this yeah absolutely um you know addiction is devastating in, in almost any context you want to look at it you guys had a little bit of an exchange there where, where you mentioned video games julie and and you corrected julie with that but actually we're learning from fmri studies 
that addiction looks relatively the same, whether it's shopping, eating, cocaine, alcohol, or video games, that, that the, the brain can have relationships with substances or behaviors that can kind of really hijack the brain and take it over and want it to continually repeat having those experiences. And they typically escalate to the point where they start taking over parts of your life. And the most tragic parts of addiction are really, and I believe as Gabor Mate believes that addiction is rooted in, in trauma or attachment or anxiety. And the person has such an uncomfortable state inside of them and they can't seem to get that relief or soothing from the people in their in their life that typically they should be able to. Their their parents, their friends, their teachers, their mentors. And so they look for some other way to feel better and they find some way and it comes to this terrible cost, but they can't seem to find any other way of feeling like that. And that's sort of the way I think about addiction and it gives me a sense of compassion to help the people that are struggling with these things find ways of make creating that same feeling but in healthier ways and through relationships and not through using of something yeah and there's something obviously missing in 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 people's lives and they're substituting it absolutely etc um we're becoming lonelier let's be honest no i agree uh and as a parent there's that helpless feeling, and I know the book on yeah. this is to make that connection at an early age, but for yeah. many parents, they, they, their kids hit adolescence, and, and then boom, they discover that there is a dark life that they didn't realize that their kid is living. What's yeah. your message for those parents to, to, to help them and to start them on that process of renewing that relationship? Because it is about relationships. Absolutely. It's all about these important conversations. And, you know, I I do give parents a hard time. Um, I I don't think parenting is just watching someone next to you get older. I think I think parenting is, is a really most important job in the entire world. We are literally creating the next generation. And the job is to slowly teach your children the many, many life skills, not all of them, but many of the ones they're going to need for the rest of their lives. And so I think when we look at it like that, we have a tremendous responsibility to start these conversations early. Um, but we but we struggle with that because we have our own histories with these things. We may not have resolved some of these issues ourselves, um, and we may not know where to start. But but if we don't sit down, if we chase these problems, we end up uh, becoming it becomes a lot more difficult to stop them uh, versus nipping them in the bud. So at the end of the day, though. I think you always have to approach this with uh, obviously not judgment and with love. And and it's okay to say, uh, Hey, I know something's going on and I'm really worried about you. I love you. And I just want to give you a hug or I just want to have a conversation with you where you, you talk and I will just listen and I won't say a word because uh, I, we have to start somewhere. And I know that's a, that a bit of a script for some parents in, in a really desperate state, but, but sooner than that, it, it really is about reconnecting with them often, finding out how they're doing how they're doing with their friends and, and just how they're feeling. Do you want to direct me something a bit more specific I than that? Well, I think when I think about different kinds of parenting styles, you'll see that one type of parent that says, if I read to my kid every single day, I'm going to create yeah. A, a person that loves to read and then there's the type of parent that says if I bring up sex or if I bring up drugs or if I bring up alcohol yeah. and we talk about these things I'm going yeah. to create a oh, sex like addicted drug taking yeah, okay, drinker fair. I'll encourage yeah. that right so our job our job is to is really educate our kids and, and give them our slice of experience and, and what we've been through so what we tell them is not what they become addicted to um, but we tell them is what they start to learn about and they start to learn about it based on our own values so if we talk about sex like it's like it's a casual thing or the greatest thing or something you should be going for all the time, then, yeah, they're going to have those values. But if, if you treat those conversations like 
uh, like they're important or with respect, I think that you can kind of have the child and a teenager obviously think about those things. But you also want to be cool. You also want to be relevant. What you don't tell your kids about at home, though, they're going to learn from from somewhere and from someone else, and that might be outside your control. And so I think that uh, I think that the, the, the parent that reads with their kid every day doesn't give a kid a love of reading. It gives a kid a love of being around their parent, and it gives a kid a love of doing things with their parents and doing things with other people and knowing that you can connect with other people and do fun things that maybe don't involve screens or don't involve drugs or don't involve alcohol. Um, and so that's what I would say, actually. I would say spend time with your kids. Uh, reading reading toward, with your kids at the end of the day is just, a great, it's just an easy way of doing that. The scheduled thing, and you can say goodnight to them, and it feels good to sort of say, hey, I love you, and it's, uh, I have, I've had a busy day, so have you, and I just want to leave you with one last thing that I, I, I love you and I'm on your side, and have a great sleep. That, if you only have five minutes in the day, that might be some of the most important five minutes you and your child can spend together. But I would always argue that you, if you invite your kid to play with you and you, if you play with them in their world a bit and you invite them to play in yours too, um, they will come to your world and they will leave other worlds that, uh, that, that you're concerned about. Oh, they will leave Dad, things. I don't want to come to your world because your world is boring. Hey, dude, do you want to play? Want to throw the Frisbee around for a bit at the park and I'll take you out for ice cream? Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's okay to use a carrot like that. But you're terrible at frisbee. And you know, and you know what, Rich? Uh, I don't think you can throw the frisbee as far as I can. Oh yes, I can. can. Yeah, I can. Oh, I bet you can. We'll see you at the park tonight. I'll get the car. I'll get the car keys. Exactly. So, so the point (laughs) is, uh, invite them. Then, if you don't want to play frisbee, board game. Not a board game. Listen to what they're doing online. Watch them for a little bit. Play, Play with them. Give them some feedback. A trash talk one of their friends online with them a little bit. Join their world. Um, they want you to. They don't want you to show up every day. They want you to make a cameo and then get the get out of there. But uh, but they do want you to be around. Great big cherry on top of the Sunday. Well, yeah, possibly. And if you, if you start and you make it a natural, normal thing, that's the. My kids are you know simultaneously embarrassed, but also kind of think I'm funny. So uh, they, they put up with me and they also have fun with me. And I think that that's the best you can really do as a parent. Um, I'm not trying to be their friend, but I'm trying to be someone that is absolutely on their side and they know that and is safe. And I make room for them to tell me things. So I have to be quiet and have to listen a lot. And that's a really important thing for parents too. When you, when you switch to teenagers, right? When you, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you have kids, you're the manager and the boss, you tell them what to do, they do it, but they fire you when they, when they become teenagers and you have to be rehired as a consultant. So when you start telling them what to do as teenagers, they don't listen to you because you don't have that job anymore. You've been fired, and, 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 if, and you will be rehired once you start asking them their opinion. Now you're a consultant. Now you're going to start getting some feedback. So parents who realize that they're no longer being listened to at all, they have to recognize their job description has changed, but they haven't changed their way that they're approaching the job. Thank you, brother. So You're welcome. Hope that helps. I think it does. We're, think what are we does. meeting for ice cream? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Um, hey, you guys set the date in place, and uh, I'll be at Sergeant Sunday. Dr. Simon Treppel. Okay, Richard's paying. He's an <laughs> adolescent psychiatrist with the new couch, and yes, he's going to name his plants Richard and Julie. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.